The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, and welcome to Afternoons with Mike. Heard daily here on The Shepherd, it is a brand new year. And for me, the first of a live uh, program that I've been able to record, I tell you, it's been a crazy time for a lot of people, me included, with sickness. So I'm back. I'm uh, feeling great. I'm thankful to be back. And with me in the studio is my good friend, Art Alley from the Timothy Plan, the Timothy Partners. Art is uh, not very far away from us here. He offices in uh, the Maitland area. So that's not too terribly far from where we are. And it's always great to have Art here. Welcome back, my friend. Man, it is good to be back with you. Happy New Year, yes. Mike. It is. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know it. It's yeah. uh, finally here. I mean, you know, 2024 now, it's been talked about for a couple of years, always in the context, naturally, of the presidential election sure. that will happen in the fall but or in the winter. But um, this is going to be a big year. I mean, it's already it, it's already started in so many ways and some unexpected ways, I might add. Now, first of all, let's talk about you for a moment. You just got back, and I might add, just in time from Japan. So I say just <laughs> in time. I mean, they were hit with a horrendous I, earthquake. I, I, I'm telling you, that's right. Now, have you heard anything about the area where you uh, were? I checked with my grandson who was stationed over there in the Air Force yeah. and over there three years. And that's why we went. We took the whole family over because he's been isolated in Japan. And, you know, he has four kids, of which I only ever met the first one as a baby. Uh, but we all reunited over there. And I texted him uh, asking him if he's impacted or affected by this earthquake. And uh, no. Uh, they're 300 miles away. Japan's a pretty large yeah. country. Yeah, they didn't uh, have any effect at all. But we toured that whole country, and I'm sure we were in the area where yeah. you know that that whole nation is is the result of volcanoes and eruptions and earthquakes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we're back here. But we had a great trip. My I friends. saw pictures. I saw pictures of the surface huge cracks in the earth yeah from uh, from this thing yeah and so it was it a it was a big one i also saw uh, an incredible footage uh, i don't know if you saw this art but it was a parking garage inside the parking garage all these cars were parked there and they are all shaking like jello mm. i mean everything was shaking all of the car alarms had gotten set off from so much activity uh, moving around and all of that it just was a nutty-looking thing. I've never seen anything like it. Give me a hurricane any day. I do not want to be in an earthquake. Oh, I have been in yeah. a couple of earthquakes before. Believe it or not, in Indiana, there is a fault line called the New Madrid Fault. And it is what they say. It's, it, it's as big as what is uh, the one in California, the San wow. Andreas Fault. So it is massive, and there were a couple of earthquakes. I was at home one day, and that was a young guy, 
and watching television, sitting on the floor when all of a sudden everything in our house started shaking violently and I could barely get up off the floor because of just the motion of everything. I thought the house was ready to explode. Wow. And so I went running out and I met all my neighbors outside because they did because they exactly had the same thing the going same on. Thing. Yeah. They thought the furnace was ready to explode in Indiana. And it turns out that it is just an earthquake. And it was a pretty big one. Now, not as big as what Japan suffered. Sure. So that would have been that would have been awful for you to have had to experience that. Oh, uh, thank God we're back home. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are, are really paying the price over there now. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's a great country, Mike. I don't know if you've ever been. I'm not. It was no. top of my bucket list, uh, and it was incredible. I mean, the people there are so respectful and uh, very kind and helpful. Yeah. Uh, it is a very clean nation, even in the cities where people live on top of each other. You don't find trash on the sidewalks. Uh, we toured that whole country. My daughter, Cheryl, became a tour guide and set everything up, and we traveled by bullet trains and all the rest. Uh, but the the um, impression I had, I felt very safe walking around at night uh, in Tokyo. If it was New York City, I'd have to be packing a gun. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, you can't That's feel right. safe you, in the city. I don't here think and, anybody feels safe there anymore. <laughs> no, sir. Um, but it was it was a great it was a great trip. Thanks for asking. Well, now I know you encountered some pretty crazy technology while you were there. Tell us a little bit about. Well, that. I did. I did. Uh, 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 well, I'll tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the bullet trains. I mean, they are silent. They are. You can't even feel going 200 miles an hour you don't hear anything there are elevators i wanted to buy one and put it in our building i mean they're super quiet you don't even know it's moving you don't feel it's moving but it's moving mm-hmm. um but i walk into my hotel room and this is the funny part of the whole thing open the door to the bathroom and the the seat for the toilet goes up i mean they're full technology <laughs> oh over there so, it's I getting need, ready for you man i need one of those yeah <laughs> that's too funny but it it it, it was really great uh, the food you know my entourage you know, there were seven of us they all ate that raw fish and raw squid and noodles and bean sprouts and all that that you eat for breakfast over there. Were you just wanting a hamburger? Is that what you were wanting? I did. I did. Yeah. And, you know, my grandson, who's stationed over there, um, finally took us. You know, he says, let's go. We got a hamburger place down here. And we went. And, you know, uh, that hamburger, I wasn't sure it was hamburger. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it was. Wow. Uh, but it is a different country. But it is. Uh, uh, would I want to go again? No. Would I trade this for the world? No. It was. Mm. Great trip, but it's so far. Yeah. And then the body, you know, uh, first you're adjusting to the jet lag going. Coming back was worse. Yeah. East is the beast. I've always heard well, that. It's it's 14 hours later there. Yeah. And I figure, you know, 14 hours, I'm going to know what's going on in the market before it even opens. But it right. didn't work like that. Yeah. You know, I thought I'd get an advanced look on that. But it was a great trip, and we had a, a wouldn't trade it for the world. So did you, how long did it take you to get your sleep 
back when you got uh, back home? Well, it took a while going, but it was worse coming back. It took, you know, three, four days before the body would adjust. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to bed, you know, if you go to bed at nine o'clock at night, that's the same as 11 o'clock in the morning of what yeah. your body became used to. And, oh, uh, my. Yeah. But it was, it was a great trip. That is it. And you were there over Christmas? No, we got back just before Christmas. Got back just before. I was there 17 days. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. Most of December then. Well, yes. I should say up until Christmas then. You yeah. Know? That's really great. What a wonderful time. It was and, outstanding. And uh, like you said, with your family, that yeah. made some uh, really, really great memories. It did. Permanent and, memories. And I know just because it is, it's just one of those things you can't not think about Bonnie's passing, this became obviously your first Christmas it was, without uh, your wife. She went home in March. Yeah. Uh, it was my first Thanksgiving because we always had the f whole family, and we still did. Yeah. Uh, Christmas without her. Um, but it was good because the family's still here. You know, we're all tight and close. Um, and uh, the comforting thing I have is I know she's home. Mm -hmm. Right. But she cheated, Mike, because she you left know, a little early. Our yeah. agreement was I was going to go first. You know, I yeah. don't know how that worked out. But, yeah. but it's not, uh, some of those agreements they just don't work out the <laughs> way you think they Don't work out like will. we planned. No, yeah, that's right. But oh, thanks for goodness. asking about that. Yeah, I I still think uh, back to 2020 when uh, I was privileged. Cindy and I were privileged to join one of your famous. July 4th uh, events at your home. Oh, man. Uh, what a blast that was. Those we played special. wiffle ball in the front yard. We did. That it's, was just tradition. Memorable. Bingo in the garage. I remember it. Yeah. 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 That was, all of that is, those were just some incredible days for Cindy and me when we were first moving back to Orlando. And, uh, you know, we got back just before the pandemic. Thankfully, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we were in place. And your event was right in the middle of that pandemic. Well, that's and, right. And you weren't afraid. And it was so great to be with people who weren't afraid. Yeah. And uh, we weren't afraid either. And it was a wonderful time. It was. Yeah. And it continues. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get outvoted because in the office, I say, you know, let's not do it this year. And we vote on it. And the vote is always 35 to one. You know? <laughs> so we're going to continue. Uh, but it's become a tradition. And it, it really is a blast. Right. Now, speaking of traditions, one tradition about most everybody in America is they start thinking about things they want to do differently at the beginning of the year. Here we are now. This is January 2nd when we're actually doing this program, uh, it's still within that uh, Auld Lang Syne type of a moment, and we're looking and trying to think about New Year's reflections. Have you given much thought to that this year? Uh, not much, a little bit, uh, but going to the office, there's this auto repair shop that has these crazy signs with crazy messages, and the message this morning was, May your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolutions. <laughs> now think about that. Now, you know, that's they, not going to be a bad year. They really then. don't. That's right. They don't last that long. Uh, oh, that's but, great. Yeah, it, it could be a very interesting year. You know, yeah. politically, right? Uh, that's going to dominate. Uh, you know, we're in the investment world. Uh, you know that that could one uh, something could really trigger a very bad event, uh, or not. 
Uh, it's been a pretty darn good year in 2023, uh, probably better than it should have been. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Are you surprised at that? I, I am. I am yeah. because, you know, things are a mess here and they're a mess all over the world. And, you know, we live in a, a nation with irresponsible leadership that put us in, beyond bankruptcy in how much money America owes that can never be repaid. Yeah. Uh, how they manipulate things, uh, but the is it, market is it just, thirty-five trillion? Is that the figure? Can you imagine? And I think we've uh, talked about this before. People do not realize how big a number a trillion is. Yeah, it's just become a word. Yeah. and I don't think anybody in the Beltway understands how big a number a trillion is. Yeah, because you know, 97% of those guys that are in Congress and run our country have never worked for a living. That's just been all political. They don't have good common sense training, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I've said this before, and if you'll allow me, I'll I'll give the example again so people understand Mm -hmm. how big a number that is. Please. And it is if you had a machine that printed $1.00 Every second, nonstop, 60 seconds a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, dollar. Every second, a dollar. Dollar, nonstop. How long, Mike, would it take for that machine to print one, not 35, one trillion dollars? I have no idea. Because I can't think in numbers like that. Take a guess. Take a guess. Oh, my gosh. What, 100 years? And listeners, take a guess just yeah. in your own I'm, mind. I'm just being crazy. 100 years. Yeah. You're close. Ooh. 31,710 years. What? To print one. That it is such a big number, we can't get our mind around it. Uh, it is beyond the ability of America to ever get back out of debt. And I think the plan is switch to digital currency. Yeah, we've and talked about that Then one the too. money becomes theirs, yeah. not ours anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's one of the biggest dangers facing us in 2024. And fortunately, you know, we live in the freest state in the United States, Florida. Mm-hmm. Fortunately. I believe we do. And I believe everybody in the country understands that because of good leadership. Uh, we had a dinner in in Tallahassee for legislators with my friend Kevin Freeman, who is an expert on this digital currency. And it's one thing to talk about it and, you know, wring your hands because once they flip that switch, our freedom is gone. They will own the money. You will, it's not yours to spend anymore. You can spend it how they decide you'll spend it. Uh, So we need an alternative. And an alternative is constitutionally states have the right under Article um, 10 to create gold and silver coinage, not to create national currency, gold and silver coinage, and everything's digital today. So if Florida were to pass legislation where we would have a vault, people could deposit their money in the vault, and it's digital currency just like what the government is trying to do to us, but it's your money backed by gold or silver and nobody can tell you how you can spend it. And you'll have a debit card, just like a MasterCard or Visa or anything else. Uh, you can use it at any merchant you want and you buy a cup of coffee with it. 
it'll take a couple of grams of that gold out of your account. So it is the great alternative to central bank digital currency, which is a socialistic takeover of the entire economic system. Mm. Uh, And after that dinner, we had 40 legislators there. They went back and actually drafted legislation. And it is going through the process now, and Florida could very well become the first state to offer nationally, anybody can have it, gold-backed digital currency that's actually your gold in a vault that's yours, not anybody else's. You deposit it there, and you are secure in how you spend that money. Now, you'd be for that, right? Oh, buddy. I mean, it is the alternative because, you know, nobody's going to tell you how you're going to spend that. I cherish our liberty and freedom that we've always grown up with, and it is on the brink of disappearing. And, uh, you know, that'll break my heart. And generally, uh, people have not been paying attention but they are now. There's a great awakening happening in America. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you kind of get squeezed yeah. to wake up. And we're getting squeezed right now. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the, the footage of this humongous uh, migration of people that is, it's like a convoy, of, but it's on, on, on foot. And they're walking. They're, there's like 10,000 people. And I don't know if that estimate is right or not, but they're moving and you're thinking, what is going to happen with us? I mean, we've, we're probably growing at illegals at a higher rate than we have any ability to count or comprehend right now in this country. We have no idea who those people are. It's incredible. It is criminal. Uh, it's treasonous. Uh, I just heard this morning, 350,000 illegals cross our border in December. 350,000. That's in, a third of a million, Yeah, it's Mike. in the millions. And uh, they don't know who they are. Right. And uh, there's no way any common sense person is not going to think that there's some pretty bad people coming across that border who hate America. And uh, we, we could have a very bad event happen that would make... Uh, um, 9-11 sound like a Sunday school picnic. Wow. That, that is an awful thought. One that we'll cook on a little bit because we're up against a break. Art Alley, my friend, is here with me in the studio today on this January 2nd. We'll continue discussing things in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. 
Afternoons with Mike here on The Shepherd. My guest today, Art Alley from the Timothy Plan. You know, we were talking about things, and during the break we were discussing all of that stuff can feel depressing when you're hearing it. I, I think it's depressing when people see it on the news or when they uh, listen to it on talk radio stations or maybe watching some sort of podcast or a video podcast because those are out there. Uh, there's almost everybody talking about the nonsensical things that are they're seeing in America. It's kind of hard to believe that this is America, but this is where we live. And I have a question for you. I mean, I know things are crazy. It's it's depressing. I get it. But do you feel, Art, that we have as a nation, as the people, you know, I they use that term flyover states often. Do you think the people in America have it within them to rise up and say, no more of this? I'm I'm tired of this. Do you think that's going to happen? Mike, I pray that will happen because I love this country. I love the freedom that we've had, that, you know, we don't have an oppressive government uh, controlling every aspect of our lives, yet they're trying to. Uh, But the reason they have been so successful in advancing their agenda is that we've been asleep at the switch. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been distracted into pursuing the great American dream of unlimited prosperity. And as long as they're not knocking on my door, I'm okay. You know, you just do the best you can, but they're knocking on all of our doors now. And people are finally getting squeezed and waking up to that fact. And I am encouraged and I'm not being cavalier, I'm encouraged that people are finally waking up because this is still America. And uh, who was it? Ronald Reagan said, you know, liberty must be defended by every generation. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to lose it. And right. we have not been defending our liberty. Right. Well, we're waking up. Uh, a couple of examples. You know, I don't drink Bud Light. I almost wish I did so I could say I'm not buying it anymore because, uh, you know, the stupid wokeness that they did offended, you know, their market Mm -hmm. and they're paying a dear price. Uh, I don't go to Target anymore. And moms in America voted against Target with their feet because when Target started uh, this woke agenda, LGBTQ and all of the rest of this transgender products and all that, mom said, uh, you know, we're not going to shop at a store like that. Uh, and Mike, it's always about the money and that gets their attention. So if America awakens Mm -hmm. and I believe they are, because we have no choice when your back's up against the wall, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but you know, in to translate that into our brick in the wall, a Timothy plan, uh, you may not shop at target folks. But odds are, if you have an investment account, you probably own Target stock. Hmm. And about now, you wish you didn't because it's been going down. You probably own Disney stock. Hmm. Wish you didn't because it's going down. Uh, You know, Anheuser-Busch, it goes on and on and on. These people are paying a price for advancing their woke agenda uh, through ESG and all the rest of the stuff that they've been trying to distract corporations from pursuing their objective, which is 
operate a profitable business so your shareholders can benefit mm-hmm. from that. Uh, so we're seeing the impact starting to ripple through. Now, whether it translates to the real issue or not, I don't know. Because the war is spiritual. It's not any other reason for it. Why do you, uh, how do you account for the fact that so many businesses continue to go that direction? When they, you look around, again, Bud Weiser is probably, that's the uh, most obvious uh, one sure. to pick on right now because of what happened to them. Sure. And, and they, I, I saw a stat last week that, it said that a consumption of beer in America has actually gone down uh, since all of that. So it's had a global impact in our country. What is it, uh, Art, that makes these business owners and major corporation leaders continue to allow their company to go woke in the face of bad business, in the face of sure loss? Why would they do that? Mike, um... I think, in a word, BlackRock. I've heard that term before. BlackRock yeah. is the largest financial institution. They're, they're $10 trillion in assets. Uh, they are run by a fellow named Larry Fink, who is evil to the core. Uh, and I don't like to say that uh, publicly, but he is. And he is forcing corporations to fall into line with the ESG and woke Mm -hmm. agenda Mm -hmm. because they are so big, they own so many shares of these publicly traded corporations that they actually exert influence on them. Uh, But there is a pushback happening and people are, you know, because if they want to be able to sell their stock and keep their stock price up, which a lot of the leadership uh, has their uh, remuneration tied to, Mm -hmm. they're not going to make BlackRock angry because they could take them down because they own such a large block of their stock. So a lot of it's being forced on them. Hmm. Uh, A lot of it is that, uh, you know, the the, uh, people promoting an unholy agenda have risen up in the ranks of these corporations into leadership positions. They've got a different worldview than you and I do. It's not a biblical worldview. And so some of that is, is to blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the financial uh, pressure being put on these corporations, good example is Exxon. What business is Exxon in? They're in the energy business, the oil and gas business. Mm-hmm. BlackRock forced the issue and uh, actually had Exxon agree to put three members on their board of directors who are absolutely environmental uh, crazies (laughs) and, uh, you know, fighting against the business Exxon is in. I'll never Uh, understand that. You know, you hear all this stuff about not wanting fossil fuels, and yet we create this environment for batteries that demand uh, fossil fuels to even create the batteries. None of this makes sense, Mike, Uh, unless you understand it's a spiritual war. You know, we've read God's Word in the Bible, and if you look, we're we're walking right down that road right now. And the thing that, uh, if anything, keeps me sane and... Bonnie might have disagreed with that, but she's not here. She's <laughs> up right. there now. 
uh, it's having an eternal perspective, and that's what I would encourage the audience to do. Yeah. Mike, if I were to draw a line, and I use this as I do my talks across the country, from here to our office building, which is about five miles away, Mm -hmm. to represent eternity, you couldn't do it. You would have to have arrows on both ends. Mm -hmm. And then I say, Mike, you go up and plot a lifetime of 100 years on that line. How much space would it take up? Not much. A speck. Yeah, a speck. But we have been conditioned to live for the speck because that's all we know. Yeah. Folks, we need to start living for the line. We need to start living for eternity. That's where Bonnie is now. That's where we're going to spend forever and ever and ever and ever and ever uh, in in that basking in heaven if we're born again uh, yeah. with Christ as our Savior. Uh, or the other place, which is not going to be a nice place to spend forever and ever and ever. So keep an eternal perspective. We're just passing through. That's right. But God expects us to do the best we can. That's why we contend. That's what drives me. But if Bonnie could look down, and she used to get so frustrated at all this stuff going on. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't put a a shoe through the TV screen when the (laughs) newscast was on. But if I could hear her now, I know what she'd say. Yeah. She'd say, none of that really matters. And I think that is so true. When we get there on the other side, we look and we'll see him as he is. Amen. And that in itself is going to put things into perspective because we can't can't even get our brain around uh, a trillion dollars, much less seeing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I mean, that, that's got to be mind-blowing. And according to Scripture, it is going to take all of eternity for the unfolding of his glory because that is not going to happen on day one. He is so great and so vast that we'll always be amazed at the Lord. Uh, I am confident you're absolutely right. Yeah. But the eternal perspective, if you hang on to that, you can get through anything this side of heaven. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we were talking about our country and talking about this Black Rock organization and all of the things, you know, we hear the word deep state. We know that there is something going on that's bigger than what what we see with our eyes on the newscasts. It's not, uh, it's not just the Biden administration. It is, it's something bigger than all of this that is going on and constantly going on. But 2024 is here. And this is one of those years, every four years, this happens, there's going to be another election. So we've got to keep our eyes on, on the bigger part of the picture and that is the Lord. Otherwise, if we, we can get swallowed up in the minutia of details about this election coming up, right? All right. You know, everybody seems to think, and all my life I've heard this, this election is going to be the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah, it's said and, every time. And we yeah. have, but I believe this one is probably going to be. Uh, but you know what? We keep electing people, whether they have an R or a D after their name, and uh, nothing seems to change, Mike. And that's because of the deep state. Now, however you feel about Donald Trump, uh, in my lifetime, no president has ever accomplished as much good as he did. 
whether you like what he says or not, uh, that shouldn't even matter. How's it impact you? And I've never seen any political figure ever do everything he promised he was going to do. Mm -hmm. And he understood as well as anybody the deep state, but I don't think he understood how deep the deep state is. And uh, he fought against that for four years. And I mean, they're attacking him now. They don't want him back because they don't want the light to shine on the deep state. Interesting that everything that has happened with all of the different um, arrests and all of these charges, he's he's gone through more than what you would imagine. And yet it seems that after every indictment, he got stronger in the polls. Well, he did. Uh, and, and they're not going to stop attacking. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that is, is because of our neglect. Uh, as I was growing up and you were growing up, Mike, the church was the barometer of the culture. We were the ones that had the positive impact on the culture. And you could walk around if people, you know, were born again or not, they were at least respectful. And we found that in Japan. I mean, there are a bunch of Buddhists over there. Right. Uh, but today, the church, broadly speaking, with, ex- with exceptions, uh, has incorporated the world into its doors instead of the other way around. Uh, and, you know, one of the greatest preachers of all time was Adrian Rogers. And this business of separation of church and state, the greatest lie that's ever been perpetrated, uh, is a bunch of nonsense. And Adrian said, you know what? If God uh, established government, it would be inconceivable that he would want his people to stay out of it. Mm. So, uh, you know, without a, a foundational influence of a moral barometer uh, in government, and there are some people that have that, but they're in the minority right now for sure, uh, without that influence, what do you think's going to happen? How do you think they're going to go? You know, and we're, we're paying the price of the results of Christians, real Christians, mm-hmm. not, not lip service Christians, staying out of government and leadership. And there was a time in the early days, you had to be a Bible-believing Christian to even serve in public office. Mm-hmm. And America became the greatest nation in the history of the world because of that. We had a moral barometer, and that has seemed to have disappeared. Yeah, it really does. It seems to have gone by the wayside. And so many people right now are just wandering around, wondering, wondering and wandering, wondering what is going to happen next. Because this year, I mean, we've got a, we've got a real potential that if we keep going the same direction, that uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to imagine what our country would be like in 28. You pass the point of no return. And we're getting real close to that, Mike. And that is why we, um, Paul Blair, who's on this station yeah. every day, uh, every weekday, uh, and, and I ha- uh, have been holding these pastor boot camps. If uh, there's going to be a solution to bring an America back, it has to start in the pulpit. It has to equip his people. And we have to stand up and be counted and say, you know what, enough is enough. Uh, but we have to do it from a biblical framework. 
and we have trained well over 1,500 pastors in seven different states now on how to do that, Mm. how to equip their congregation who have been getting, uh, broadly speaking, and in too many cases, just pablum and feel-good messages so that they keep coming back and, you know, keep their tithes and offerings up. Uh, When pastors shifted from being called against their will into the pulpit, kicking and screaming because God called them into pastors today who use it as a career path, that's a much different situation. Mm -hmm. And and you're going to be toning back God's word and making it more user-friendly. And so, you know, if you're sinning, it's okay because Christ loves you and all that, you know. Uh, we have gotten away from God's word. And when we've strayed from that, uh, we're in trouble. And unless we get back to that, uh, I don't think there's any hope for America. But I do have hope because I see that coming back. And we're going to continue the pastor boot camps. Uh, hopefully we'll do four this year wow. in different states. Yeah, that's a lot. And, you know, you equip the pastors who equip their people. And pretty soon you've got a pretty powerful force out there. Mm-hmm. Art Alley is my guest. We'll be back with Art. One more segment. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Back one more time here with Art Alley, my guest today. Art is with the Timothy Plan. You know, Art, we hear about you regularly, every day practically on this station because of Shanna Bird and financial issues. Our old friend, Dan Celia, oh, back. I well, miss thank him a you lot. for giving me a chance to defend myself now uh, <laughs> from whatever they're saying. No, no, you're doing a great job, and they speak highly of uh, this organization that you founded a number of years ago. And I remember you telling me that you did that, you founded Timothy Plan, against some of the better advice that uh, your friends were trying to offer you. Well, Mike, I don't know if it was better advice because they have a different world. They thought it was better advice. They thought it was. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, Because they thought I was nuts. What do you mean I'm nuts? And this was back in the formation of Timothy, and their uh, rationale was you cannot create an investment program that screens out the largest, most profitable companies in the industry and expect to get good investment returns. It cannot happen. Well, my, my response to them hadn't changed over these 30 years that we've been around, uh, because if you are a Bible-believing Christian, if is a big word, obedience trumps performance every single time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get good performance but we're going to be obedient to the creator God of the universe uh, because his word is very uh, clear to, you know, come out from among them and be separate. Don't touch what is unclean and I will receive you. And in the industry we're in, there are publicly traded corporations that are pursuing an unholy agenda 
uh, through their wokeness and what they're promoting, which has nothing to do with the product. You know, my friend um, uh, Dan Celia, who I dearly miss, and I know you do too. Yeah. Uh, you know, he these these companies used to call him because he would rail against them for their pursuing an unholy agenda. And his example he used to use is Caterpillar. You know, and the Caterpillar executives uh, call him and say, Dan, quit hammering on us. What can we do? He says, well, you know, why don't you just continue to make the machinery? It's quality. You're doing a good job on that. And stay out of the social uh, program that is always left of center. He says, I'm not going to ask you to go down to the river and, you know, baptize you. uh, Although I wish you would. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, so stay out of the other side. Just make your equipment and quit promoting evil. Uh, and he would do that time after time with different companies. And that's what we do. We will not own companies, uh, for lack of a better term, that are pursuing an unholy agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that is biblically accurate because God does tell us don't touch what's unclean. That's Come right. Come from among yeah. them and yeah. be separate and I'll receive you. Well, we want them to receive us. But the problem we ran against for all these years, and that's going away because people are becoming more and more aware of what's happening, is uh, people weren't aware. They go to their financial advisor. He tells them, you know, what's been a good fund, and they get into that, and they have no idea where the money yeah. God's entrusted yeah. them is invested. Yeah. Well, they're waking up to that now. Right. And, you know, we have gone from struggling uh, infancy to, you know, we're, we're now $2.3 billion in assets, which is still a fraction of a BlackRock, so we don't have quite the, the clout they do. But what that tells me is we pulled $2.3 billion out of the hands of the world and committed it to the Lord's care. That's wonderful. And as for performance... We're still here. Yeah. You know, performance is important. That's my job. And we get good performance because we have good money management firms who can still manage our portfolios, not invest in the companies we tell them fail our basic moral screens, and produce competitive returns. We've proven that is possible over over the years. And we've just come off a pretty darn good year. Uh, and our funds are very comparable to the indexes that they are compared to Mm -hmm. that all of our peers follow. I mean, they just follow the indexes, except, Mike, if I could just clarify one thing, we trailed this year on any index that was large cap, the big company-oriented, and it's for a very valid reason. And it's called the Magnificent Seven. Hmm. Seven of the largest companies in existence. For example, uh, in the S&P 500, you think there's 500 companies and that index is reflected of what these 500 companies do. Wrong. It's a cap-weighted, capitalization-weighted index. So these seven companies dominated in 2023, the performance of the S&P 500, a large cap index, they dominated it. 
That means the other 493 companies in that index had no voice. And we performed better than those 493 companies that had no voice. Wow. But we trailed the index because we screen out every one of those what's called the Magnificent yeah, Seven, right. and they're not that magnificent. So you got to really understand what you're dealing with. And when they come back down to earth, and they will, then we will outperform them. But, you know, the index is something people really don't understand because when seven companies can determine the direction of the index that, that theoretically has 500 companies in it, there's something wrong with that, Mike. Yeah. Now, we talk about this often when you're up here, but Timothy Plan stands for something that's obviously God-given, God-ordained, and stands against these things that are worldly, that yet are right out where our culture is today. So outline, if you will, some of the things that you screen against. You won't be with any particular company. You won't represent them on the plan if they do such and such. Tell us some well, of those that things. Well, is, that is correct. And our website has it all. And I mean, it's I think we've got like 64 different screens, but they basically boil down to the same thing. And they're all interconnected. If a company is involved in abortion in any way, which form or anything else, we will not own that shares of that company. We don't care how good it looks. If they are in the pornography distribution, manufacture or promotion, uh, we will not own them. And those are interconnected. Uh, you know, one of the biggest problems we have today in America is human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And they're all connected with that. Uh, or anti-family entertainment. Or, uh, you know, we are a biblically responsible mutual fund family. We don't point fingers. We don't condemn anybody. We just do what we do. Uh, we will not own shares of companies that are promoting the LGBTQ++++ agenda. Uh, and there are that's a growing number of companies because the influence uh, is being exerted on them. But we won't own them because the scripture is very clear on that practice. Not that we're condemning anybody. We don't do that, Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we won't own those. Uh, addictive things like alcohol, tobacco, and casino gambling, which is very addictive, uh, destroys families. We won't own companies that are in that business. Uh, so those are the basic core, and then there are so many offshoots of all of that. But we've proven you don't have to own them. Right. Now, my wife and I were watching some uh, Hallmark movies, uh -huh. and we were shocked at the amount of commercials that are coming out about betting in Florida. Crazy. And, and that was, I don't know if you've seen any of those. Or Crazy. Not. Yeah. Betting, betting. Uh, I mean, uh, it is. Uh, everybody thinks you know the lottery. If I just hit the lottery, I'm going to be happy. Well, the history of the winners of the lottery is is a just disaster pile of people who have had their lives destroyed. Yeah, right. If you can't handle money properly and think it's yours and not God's, uh, you're going to get in a mess. Yeah, uh, and this. This whole movement now of promoting gambling uh, just plays right into the spiritual warfare that we're in because God is very clear on gambling. You just don't do it, and it is very, very 
very uh, addictive. And, uh, you know, there, uh, I did a whole biblical stewardship seminar study uh, that's nine hours long years ago and hit on gambling is, is a, a real problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the stories that I shared is this lady uh, killed her young child to collect the insurance. Oh, my goodness. So she could keep on gambling. Oh, I mean, man. that's how bad it can get. Oh, man. Uh, so we will not own shares of companies that are doing that. And folks, audience, neither should you. Right. That's and right. if everybody who had uh, a biblical worldview or at least moral values would do what the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, then the Lord will smile. Right. And, and it's just a matter, I think the big difference is, do you believe in God mm-hmm. or do you believe God? Mm-hmm. And at Timothy, we believe God and we follow his word. And so we do the heavy lifting. All you have to do is come join us. We will help you come out from among them and be separate. There is no need to do that. Mm-hmm. And even if we produced lower performance, which is not a good witness for who we are, but if we did, we would do it anyway because it's very clear that uh, why would you want to own companies, shares of companies that are trying to destroy you and destroy our culture? Yeah. Yeah. And to blindly do that, um, uh, we, we've taken away the blinders now. You know, go to our website. We'll show you how it all works. Uh, but, you know, I'm not saying that to promote Timothy. I'm saying that to promote a kingdom agenda. Yeah. Folks, we need to start being serious about who we serve. Uh, and, you know, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Ah, I love that quote from Joshua. And that is a great place to kind of wind this down. Art, you know, having you here is always a breath of fresh air for me. I like having your thoughts. I like having your commitment. And our prayer would be that in 2024, more people will become people of conviction. Amen. You know, we need that. We need a return of conviction Amen. where people start doing things, not because they're convenient, but because they're right. That's right. That's something I grew up watching. It's something I grew up observing in people around me and uh, appreciating for the fact that it is the way to live. You know, Mike, and it only works every time. it only works every time just every time that's all oh my gosh this is great how can people get in touch with you at the timothy plan they can go to our website timothyplan.com or they can call us and it's refreshing because you have a human being answer a phone not a computer who will connect you with another human being who will answer all of your questions and and lead you you know through a full education process if you want that and it's simply 800-TIM-PLAN. TIM-PLAN. TIM-PLAN. You can pick that off the, off the keypad on your phone. Uh, it's easy to remember, or 1-800-846-7526. We have a whole staff of people that are committed to the Lord, and they're there to serve you. Uh, we don't, we're not commission-based or any of that motivated. We're here to serve the Lord, and uh, we've been doing that now for nigh on 30 years. Yeah. Well, please pass along my greetings to Paul Blair and to Dan Fisher as well, if you will. And I know you talk to these guys from time to time, right? I do. 
That's great. Art, it's been great to have you here. Art Alley with the Timothy Partners, the Timothy Plan. You hear about them all the time. And be sure and check them out. And thank you for joining me today. This is Afternoons with Mike, and we'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd. (laughs) 